You'll be pleased to know, maybe some of you anyway, will be pleased to know, this is week 12 of our Family Church Values, and uh, we are completing that today. So today is the last of the Family Church Values. Um, if you've not been here for the previous weeks, I could give you the list of the last 11, or I could encourage you to go on Spotify or the church app and download them and listen to them, or uh, however you want to do that. Um, can I encourage you to do so? Because they, I think, have been absolutely brilliant. Not just because I preached them, Camille did as well. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed going through the church values. And I dare say we'll probably go through them again in the years to come, because they are who we are and who we as a church are as well. So today is the final one, and it is the family church value of honourable of being an honourable person, giving honour where God says honour is due. And it's, I think it's really important. Honour is an incredible word, but how many of us live in, in an honourable way? Or how many of us walk with honour to those that are around us? So I really want to use the word of God uh, to describe and to highlight areas in our lives where honour is really important. And I want us to consider the value that the Bible itself puts on the word honor. When you think the Bible 355 times talks about the importance of who we honor, why we honor, and how honor should be bestowed upon others. So I believe it's one of those subjects in the Bible that actually is an important one because we live in a, in a world that shows very little honor but actually shows heaps of dishonor. And, and I think it's really important that we as believers, it, it, it separates us from the world. It separates us from a worldly way. When we walk with honor, it shows that we have a different way of living about us. So in the Old Testament, the Old Testament word for honor is kobod, which means weight or glory. And in the New Testament, it is the word tomeo, and it means reverence or personal value. And I've got two definitions here. The word honor means to esteem or to treat another with respect because of who they are or what they have done. And honor has a sense of value and price or quality, that which is valued and esteemed that which we honor and esteem, sorry, that which we value and esteem, we honor. And I think it's really important, you know, do we, do we value and esteem God's word? If we do, we will honor his word. Do we value and esteem prayer? If we do, we will honor God in our prayers. If we value and esteem one another, we will honor one another. It's, it's, it's really important. And I found this quote. Someone said this. True honor is an outflow from a heart that fears God. Not fears him as in, oh, I wonder if God, if God catches me doing that, he's going to whack me on the head. That's not the fear that the Bible talks about. When the Bible talks about fear in relation to God, it's always awe and wonder and splendor, and, and, and just standing in the fear of the Lord, the awe of who God is. True honor outflows from a heart that stands in awe 
of our God. And our first scripture is going to be this. John, in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 23. And Jesus has been speaking to the Pharisees. He's speaking to those around him. And he's actually... He's actually now being accused of heresy. He's being accused of equaling himself with God. And um, the Pharisees want to kill him even more. And, and this is what Jesus then says. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And, and when Jesus was speaking these words... He was speaking to his accusers, to those who eventually would um, lead him to the cross. He was speaking and saying, look, we need to honor God. But whether you like it or not, you need to honor me as his son. And it's just an incredible moment. And, And in our eyes, it shows that for each one of us, To honor God. You know, some of the work, you didn't know what I was going to preach. I'm pretty certain you didn't know what I was going to preach. But those last two worship songs, I I could have just been on my knees all the rest of the morning. Worthy. Oh, yeah. When we understand honor, we realize how worthy he is of our worship, our praise, our thanksgiving, our adoration, our heart, our life, when we realize how amazing and how worthy and how God is to be honored, he is worthy of it all. He's worthy of all of our life. So here it clearly talks about honoring God and honoring the Son. And and it's a part of who we are in our worship and our prayer and, and, and the reading of God's word. Because he alone is worthy of, our, worthy of our praise, our thanksgiving, our honor, and our praise. In Revelation, Revelation chapter 4, verse 10. And as we were worshiping, I knew I was going to read this scripture, but as I was worshiping, I just pictured this moment in heaven. And the 24 elders fell down, or fall down before him, who sits on the throne and worships him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. The only reason you are here today and are alive is because it's his will. The only reason he's worthy of it all. Oh, you're worthy of it all. The fact that you have breath in your lungs, the fact that you've been saved to this point in time, the fact that your journey, you know, and we've all had a journey in life, but it's ended up here, right now, today. He's worthy of it all. And the 24 elders... They fell down and they continually fall down before him and they cast their crowns. Every, we talked about crowns at the beginning of the year and running this race for Jesus and the fact that we all will receive a winner's crown. Do you know what I pictured as we were worshipping? Just casting it before his feet. 
just casting my crown, that which he has given me because I am his, just bringing it before him saying, worthy are you, Lord, to receive honor and power and praise and thanksgiving because it's you. It's all about him. And I I just love this. And I just want to give you five ways how you and I can honor God every day of our life. These are going to be short little nuggets. All right? We can honor God with our time. How do we use the 86,400 seconds that we have every single day? 86,400 seconds. We're, we're almost halfway through. So that's 43,300. Yeah? I'm not good at maths. And I'm not good at that under pressure. But we're halfway through our day. We're actually 25 minutes. So if you want to do the calculations, feel free. But it's, it's 86,400 a day. Are we... Are we investing it? Are we using it wisely? We can honor God. See, he says, I can't remember who says it, teach me to number my days that I may apply my heart to wisdom. What is that? That is honoring God with our time. Now, I'm I'm not against Xbox, and I'm not against hobbies, and I'm not against TV, and I'm not against what... But balance, everything in life is about balance. If you're out of balance in what you eat, you get larger. It's true. If you work out of balance, you have less family time, you have less health time. If you, you you know yours, all right? Are we honoring God with our time? Do you waste the precious gift or honor God with it and you can answer that for you second thing is this we can honor god with our talents our gifts and our abilities these are our god given god blessed gift you may have the gift of the gab you may be a talker you may be able to communicate with people really well chica yes that's you i'm sorry i saw you smile i i have to pick on you so you may have the gift of the gab you talk to people you connect with people brilliant then use your gift the bible says if you're an encourager then encourage if you're a, if you're a giver give these are gifts that are given to encourage and build up the body of christ you may have a gift of communicating with youth Use it. You may have a gift of communicating with the elderly. Use it. But you have something. Every single person in this room has a gift, ability, a talent. Use it. Use it not to bless me, not to make it help easier for somebody else, but honor God with it. Honor God with your gift. Third thing, we can honor God with this temple this the bible says this is the temple of the holy spirit he dwells in us he abides in us therefore we ought to honor god with our bodies honor him i guess to eat the best we can to drink the best we can to sin the least we can to honor god in this presence it's got to be the way 
filling our life with his word, filling our time with his thinking. That's why Paul turned around and said, pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean come to a prayer meeting. He's just said, live your life as a prayer. Basically, that's what he's saying. Pray without ceasing is live your life as a prayer. And you've heard me use this example before. Jane is a great example. If we're driving down the road and an ambulance goes past, she'll pray for it. If we go past a, a person pushing a pram, she'll pray for them. If she, it's like, I, 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 we're out for the day, but we're praying about everything that comes past us. It's, it's, it's great because it's praying without ceasing. And Jane is, is a great example of what that lives, looks like. But it's honoring God in this temple. In the simple ways in which we can. Do we honor God with our increase? This means finances. And Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So to honor him with the financial increase of our life is to give to God or to return to God our tithe. Proverbs 3.9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions. That's not just your finances. That is everything that you have. Every possession. And I know I used you, Simon, before, but if I wanted to use Simon's boat, Simon's boat, he, he will turn around and say, of course you can. I have done a boat handling course at the Walshaw School of Nautical Studies. You'll be pleased to know. What does that mean? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of your increase. That's your tithe. Do we honor God in that way? And then the fifth one is this. Do we honor God with our heart? I guess all of the others will fall into place when we get this one right. Do we honor God with our heart? Do we keep him number one? Is he our number one? Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Then actually all the other things that we busy our life doing and being involved in. Will be added to us. If we honor God first in our heart. Guess what? All those others will come into play. Honor him for who he is. He is the almighty. The El Shaddai. The, the one who was and is and is to come. But you know what? The Bible's very clear about honoring not just God, but it goes on and talks about many different areas of how we should honor in different circumstances. I picked on the, uh, the um, under 25s. <clears throat> I'm going to pick on them again because this is an honor for a young person, all right? So if you count yourself as a young person, please put up your hand. Fantastic. Look at that. That's awesome. Okay. So this may apply to most of you, most of us, all right? It says this in Ephesians chapter 6. This is the Bible speaking. Ephesians 6 verse 2 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. The first commandment. This is the first commandment with a promise. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That is so honor your father and mother. Do you know what? Your father and mother may not have been a good example or good parents. 
But you can honor God in honoring them. It doesn't mean that you agree with what they did, how they brought you up, the things that happened to you and all the rest. It doesn't mean that you agree with any of that. But because the word says I need to honor them, I choose to honor them. That may be really difficult for someone in this room. But it is the biblical way. And the promise is that it may be well with you. We can walk well in life if we choose to honor. That's a really tough one. And then it goes on that you may live long on the earth. I wonder in the journey of life, and I'm not, please don't think of every person who died young didn't honor their parents, but I wonder how frequently people die early because they didn't honor their parents. I wonder how many people die early because they don't honor the scripture when it says about taking communion in an unworthy manner. I wonder, and it's not God, but he's, he's given us instructions that we need to be clear about in our life. And there are promises that go with the word. We need to be people of the word so we know what the word promises and keeps us from. And I've got four areas, I think it's four, four areas where young people can show honor to their parents. Number one, don't shake your head going, wow, is it because mum keeps looking at you? Okay, mum, behave. Number one, appreciate them. You can do this by being thankful for what they have done for you and appreciating their wisdom and their guidance. See, as a young person, and I'm not a young person now, but I know as when I was a young person, I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew the best things for my life, but actually there, were, there was some wisdom that was older than me that was trying to lead me in a better path, but I didn't want that advice. Can I advise every young person your parents do know more than you. Oh, that probably didn't go down well. And they may have more wisdom and, and actually do have your heart at, at their best in their, in their life, all right? Let's move right on. Number two. This is even harder. It's like, this is like, why did, I, I don't remember preaching, preparing this message. Accept their authority. This isn't easy for a young person as they want to push the boundaries and find their own feet. But it is about accepting their authority in your life because actually they do want the best. They've been there, they've done it, and they want to protect you from making those same mistakes. And the world has got worse than what it was when they were young. So one way you can show honor to your parents is to accept their authority. There's a lot I could say about parenting right now here. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm just going to go through the points. Treat them with respect. What you say and how you say it will often reveal the heart or the attitudes of the heart. So if your parents are saying a particular thing or a in a particular way, it's how you respond in a position of honoring them, even though you don't like what it is that they're saying. 
The last one, provide for them. It's like, what, what's this circle? The circle of life. As parents get older, they may need more practical support. So honor them by trying to do your best to help them when they have a need. It's called the cycle of life. When they were younger and you were young, they helped you and established you and prepared you for life. When they get, parents get older, they need you to help them, to support them as they pass from this life to the next. It's, it's the cycle of life. But it shows honour. And it's a really important part of the journey of every one of our lives. So that's honouring God and honouring our parents. There's more. The Bible says, what about governing authorities? Now I'm really treading on toes. It's like, right now we can all look at the government and the opposition and I've written these thoughts down. They're all as bad as each other. But is that showing honour? We may think it in our heart, and what's in our heart, in the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, all right? I get that. But we should still show honor because we are praying for those in authority. And that's the difference. We may not agree with the policies, we may not agree with the parties, I mean, the different parties, not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I dropped myself in the hole. Anyway, moving right along. They're all as corrupt as each other. That's not showing honor, but it may be a reality. We may not like what the government or the current prime minister or the current opposition or the current opposition leader may not agree with any of them, but we are still meant to honor. We may not agree with our parents at times, but we still show honor honor we may not sometimes agree with god but we show honor to him and this is really important because you know everyone remembers 2020 and the terrible world pandemic that we were just dropped into and we had to make some really tough calls as churches um, across the world not just here locally we had a choice to honor the authorities, or do our own thing regardless. And as family church, we decided, no, we are going to honor the, the nation, the principle, what they were asking. They weren't asking us to go against the word of God. They were highlighting the issues of a pandemic and how that could affect everybody. So we honored that. This is what it says in Romans 13. Let every soul... How many? Who? Every. That includes everybody in the room and actually everybody in the world. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God, whether we like them or not. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinances of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. It's like, this is it's so clear. We may, therefore, what it's saying is, honor the things that they say, 
But when it comes into the point, if it goes against God's laws, God's rules, God's word, that's the point we make a stand. If they turn around to us and said, you can, you can never meet together again as a church. Oh, yes, we can. And we will. If there's for no reason, you're a Christian group, we're shutting you down. Guess what? We're not being shut down. Because the word of God says so. And the word of God will always be the compass point of our life, the, the guiding um, principle of all that we believe and walk in. So it was important that we honoured and we found a way around. How can we make this happen? So we went online, then we did individual services, then we gathered with, do you remember the, the 24 seats in the room? And then we gradually came back to a little bit of normality. Oh, we thank the Lord for normality, don't we? Amen. There's more areas in the Bible. And this is something that was highlighted many years ago at the Men's Advance of what the Word of God says regarding the grey-headed people. (laughs) Which I am one. In Leviticus 19, it says this, verse 32. You shall rise before grey-headed and honour the presence of an old man and fear your God for I am the Lord. Not an old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sylvia, you are my hero. I love it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel very old either. I actually, I feel like a kid still, which is wonderful. Um, my youth is renewed like the eagles. I shall run and not grow weary, and I will walk and not faint. That's the promise in my life. But, but here it says, you shall rise. Do you remember you know, anyone my age and older, if you got on a bus and you were sat down and an elderly person got on the bus, what did you do? You stood up. David, that is a word of wisdom. If you're ever on a bus, they still do it. Okay. Oh, you do. Yeah, absolutely. So but I do. Yeah. So you, you and, and in church, you know, all of the ch- chairs are full. I expect all of our youth from 25 younger, all of, to be on the floor so that the elderly or older, or if you think you can manage on the, on the floor yourself, go for it. But it's honour. This, this world has no idea what it means to honour. They don't honour the police. They don't honour authorities in school. They don't honour teachers. They don't honour ministers. They don't honour government. They don't honour each other. They don't honour themselves. We live in a world of such dishonor. We've got to have honor in the church. So rise before the gray-headed. So if you dye your hair and no one rises for you, tough. Right? <laughs> it's just the way it is. All right? But I say it how it is, don't I? What's wrong with me this morning? There's no filter. Lastly, the last one of honor, and we're finished here, okay? Romans 12, verse 2. It says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, given preference to one another. That's all of us in the room. That's you honoring those who are young. That's you honoring those who are teenagers. 
Because actually there is no distinction here in the body of Christ. If you're old, we need to honour the elderly. But the elderly need to honour the young. The, 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 the white need to honour our black, and our black need to honour our white. We need to honour one another, whether you're Scottish. <laughs> you know I have to bring you in every time, Stephen. Sorry. The Scot- they're not in the World Cup, are they? No. <laughs> That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) Yes. Ah, dear me. What's wrong with me? That wasn't really giving honour, was it? No, it wasn't. You got to the Euros, didn't you? I think. Oh, no. Well, we'll pray that Scotland do better in future. Okay. But we do honour you, Stephen, and and you're an amazing guy. So, um, you know, we can separate you from Scotland. (laughs) Oh, I need to finish. (laughs) So it's honour. Let me help me, Lord. Let me finish this. It's about honouring one another. It's it's about having fun. We can. Me and Steve, we've known each other for 17 years. We can have fun. But it's about honouring, respecting. Loving. It's, it's, you know, when it talks about be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, it's filio love. Do you remember that? I talked to Owen about this in the week. It's not about eros. Lust, passion is about filio, brotherly love, where I can, I can love my brothers and my sisters with the love of God. With a brotherly love. I can, when I get to know you even more and our relationship deepens, I can love you with the agape, the agape love of God. That covenant love that lays down its life for one another. That's the love that we are trying to build in this congregation. Because it's only that kind of love that will sustain what is about to come on our nation and around the world when persecution hits, and it will do as this world gets darker. The lives of every one of us needs to be strong in love with one another, protecting and keeping one another, as we see it was in the days of Acts, where they, they protected, they brought each other into each other's homes. They looked after one another when they're when the husbands were imprisoned or killed, they brought the other families into their homes and loved them as their own. Will we hit those days again before the coming of the Lord? Yes, I believe we will. How far will it be before those days are here? Who knows? I am not a predictor of time. But what I do know is... As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so will it be when the Son of Man returns. And Sodom and Gomorrah was known for its practice of homosexuality and perversion. And we are living in a day and an age where perversion is the thing that people are drawn to like bees around honey. We have got to be a church that deeply loves, has a deep affection for, and has honor for one another in these last days Paul talked about the last days in the book of Romans we are now in the last of the last days 
And someone who comes after me may turn around and say, we're in the last of the last of the last days. But I don't know when he's coming. But I don't know how much more this earth can take. It's, it's reeling at the sins of the nations. But the house of God has got to be different. We've got to be different. And it comes as we begin to honor God, honor each other, and live different to the world around us. Family church value of honor, or honorable, is expressed by giving honor where God says honor is due. Amen? I want to pray a prayer at this moment because I believe there is a significant, it's a significant word. And, and you may not have honored God in this temple this week and you may have fallen and sinned and struggled in a particular area of your life this week. This is a moment where you can reconnect with God and say, I'm so sorry. You may have been journeying with God and, and there's been, been gaps in your life. But you've come to a place where you say, God, I want to honor you in the journey of my life moving forward. There may be people in this room that you've not shown honor to. And your heart was corrected as I was preaching. I want to pray for you because you can get that right, not only before God, but before that person this morning but my foremost prayer is if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you can honor him and honor what he did at the cross for you this day because he died upon a cross for the sin of the whole world that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but would have eternal life so first off, I want to pray in that area, and then I'm just going to briefly pray in the other. I want to ask you all to pray nice and loud, just in case there's someone in this room praying this for the very first time. So let's pray. Jesus, Jesus. I come to you today, and I want to honor you for what you did at the cross for me. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my mistakes. I ask you, come into my heart. Breathe new life in me. That I may serve you and live for you all the days of my life. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. While every head and every eye is bowed and closed, I'm just going to ask... If anybody prayed that prayer in this room here today, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to pop up your hand. And if that's you, I'm just going to acknowledge it and I'm going to ask you to put your hand down. But this is something that we do most weeks. So I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. If you prayed that prayer sincerely in your heart and you want God to be Lord and Savior of your life, just pop up your hand. Thank you, I see that hand. Is there anybody else in this room? You say, yes, Lord, that's me. Count me in. Yeah, count me, because I don't understand what you mean. I'll talk to you after, okay? 
Thank you. Is there anybody else? Father, I thank you that you, we honor you this day. I thank you, Lord, you see our heart and you see, Lord, those who responded with their hand. Father, I pray that you would help them in, in this journey, that they would honor you in all areas. And Father, I pray for us as a congregation, Lord, that your love, that kindly affection would be so real and so tangible in the house of God. That we would honor and give preference to one another. And Father, I pray for those that have made mistakes this week. I pray, Lord, that they would honor you with their body. That you would strengthen them against those areas of temptation where they fall at the, at the hurdle every time. Father, strengthen them, I pray. Lord, help us to honor you with our finances. Help us to honor you with our time. Help us, Lord, to walk in such honor. That we give you the praise because worthy are you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.